Amen. Amen? This is an interactive church. We say amen. You can say whatever you want to me. You can say preach on. Don't say shut up. It's not a nice word. But you can say whatever. But we say amen because when things are said and your heart receives it and you hear it, you want to just stand in agreement with it. So how good was worship? Awesome. Amazing. It's awesome to be in the presence of God. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm excited to preach. Thanks, bro. I don't need that. I don't need that. Got all sorts of people handing me stuff. Thank you. Uh, tonight, I'm excited for 2017, where we're going. Um, but I got to give a quick, quick recap um, of what happened right before we finished 2016. Uh, we had our December 18th Light to Life. It was an amazing time. We had what was what many would say would be our Christmas program, um, but it was powerful. So if you were not here, sorry. Um, if you were here, uh, I just have to give a big public thank you to our team, um, every single volunteer, every single person that helped set it up. It was, it was unreal. It was unreal. But more importantly, what happened was what God did in the lives of people. We saw some people come to know Jesus, which is amen. You can clap your hands for that. That's the whole reason why we're here as a church. So it was a good night, and then we also had the privilege to go, uh, we did our Love Chicago, but we did our Love Inglewood, and we do a monthly um, service project because we believe in impacting the community just as much as we do here on Sunday nights. And so at that time, uh, a couple of us were able to go and serve, and I don't even know, there was well over 300 people um, that came through those doors to receive Christmas gifts, and it was It was amazing. We were able to give a lot of gifts to those families. To see uh, just kids coming into the time of receiving the gifts, to see their faces light up knowing that they were going to get a Christmas gift. It was worth it. So thank you. I'm not emotional. It's the new year. I've just, you know, got some things i got to work through. Um, pray for me. Whew. It's the only time I'm going to cry tonight. Uh, but it was awesome. So thank you to every single person that um, brought gifts and just gave time and energy. It was amazing. And, um, yeah, I, I meant to read an email that they sent us, so I will hopefully read that next week to you guys. From a mother that received gifts, it'll, it'll make you cry too. We'll all cry together. We'll have one big crying session. It'll be awesome, and I won't be the only one crying in the room. So next week. Uh, but this week, tonight, um, I, I got a message right after we finished on the 18th. The Lord really impressed in my heart. I was really like... Lord, like, where are we going? Where are we going? He said, I'm going to tell you. I said, I want to know where as a church, we've been doing this since last January. We were in it for a year. That's crazy to think about. We were meeting once a month all the way through September, but, man, some cool things happened in 2016. I promise you. If you were not a part of this from the beginning, it's been amazing. But, God, where are we going as a church? What do you want to do? And I think it's kind of cliche, right? As a church, you always have your first of the year service and everybody's like, I'm going to tell us the vision for this year. It's not bad. But I wanted to know specifically, maybe a word, God, that you want to give to some people in our church. Maybe the whole church. Maybe me. I want to hear from you for 2017. I want to know what you have in store for us. 2016 for this church, Oasis Church Chicago, and it's never about our name. If you're the first time here, it's not about Oasis Church. It's not about me. It's not about the amazing band. It's always and only going to be about Jesus. But as a church, I think there's some things that we need to know and things that we need to understand about where we're going as a church. See, 2016 was the word that came to mind was all about faith. 
The word for 2016 for this church, for many of you, was faith. Maybe you came to know faith in Jesus. Maybe you took some steps of faith in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you made some big steps of faith in your life. Decisions, things you had to make up in your mind and in your heart. A lot of it was faith. For us, as a couple, me and my wife, and I know a lot of people in this room, we took a big step of faith by planting a church in the city called Chicago. We said, you know what, Lord, you've called us. You said this is where you want us to go. Help us. And I'm going to tell you right now, the word faith is trumped by his faithfulness for 2016. Well, you're looking at me like maybe you don't know my story in 2016, JP. You don't know how faithful he was to me. I didn't see his faithfulness. I promise you right now, he was faithful. You want to know how I know? You're breathing. You're alive. You got those breaths inside of you that we sang about. So if you're still breathing, he's still working in you. I promise. So if you think, man, he didn't do anything for me in 2016, I often tell sometimes my own self and other people, maybe you need to do a little bit of an adjustment, a perception, a perspective adjustment. But I promise you, if you're in this room, alive and well, breathing, he was faithful to you in 2016. He was faithful to this church. But I really believe that for 2017, the word that I received when I was sitting there praying, God, what do you want us to do for 2017? What do you want this small church called Oasis Church Chicago to do? And the word that he said to me was so clear. It's so clear. The word that he said to me was action. Action. I want 2017, JP, to be a year of action in this city. Okay, God. <laughs> action. Great. Can you give me a little more? He said, no, action. And there's some things that I'm going to talk to you tonight about, some, some important things that surround that word for this church. I really believe it. I think that a lot of us in this room tonight want to see some action start to take place in our lives. Maybe you're in here and maybe it's not spiritual action. Maybe you just want to see some action in your workplace, your job, your career, your family. That's not bad. Action in life is a good thing. When you're not moving, when you're not doing something, you're normally dead. So to have action is good, but tonight I want to specifically talk about action in our faith. Action in our call from heaven. I believe more than ever, I'm going to read this because I want us to hear this. This year I'm convinced that Oasis Church in the Church of Jesus Christ, capital C, we're not the only church in the city that I'm praying this over. We've been praying for churches all throughout this city because when we're together, 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 when we're together, we're better. So this is for the church of Jesus Christ. It's going to rise up. It's going to become greater. It's going to reach more. It's going to reach more people. And we're going to see the next generation and the next generation and the next generation come to know Jesus. You could say amen. I want to see millennials come back to church. Hello. I want to see the generation that has been labeled so many things. <laughs> I don't have time to tell you what millennials have been labeled. I want to see millennials come back to the church. I want to see old folks. I'm about to be there. I'll be 30 in a few days. Pray for me. You're like, 30? That's young. No, I feel it in my bones. Every time I wake up, I'm like, oh, Lord. But I want to see old people. 
the generation that has gone before us, the heroes. I want to see them come back to church. I want to see them get on fire for Jesus like never before. I want to see them get so consumed with the things of God that they're reaching that generation that have been labeled terrible, that have been labeled crazy, that have been labeled they're not worth it. Action in 2017. We're going to step into action. But anytime I say that, the questions beg, what's your expectation? What's your expectation to step into action? You want to know what my expectation is for that word? Mine is to see growth, to see salvations, to see commitments, to see stronger outreaches, to see more people filling these seats in the church. JP, you're just saying the same thing over and over. I don't care. My heart, my faith expectation is for people to come to know Jesus Christ, the one and only King, the Savior of my life, the one that took me from the pit of hell and brought me to new life. I want that for you. I want to see people come to that knowledge and that understanding that, man, there's a God in heaven. I may not see him, but he loves me. He died for me. He sent his one and only son to come and save me. I want that. I need that. But in action, we got to remember, as believers, we don't fight with human swords. We don't fight with the things of this world. Because when you take action, you're going to need some equipment. Right? It's hard to build a house without tools. Never tried it. Can't imagine it. It would be pretty difficult to hammer some nails in there. But the greatest news, we received the power of the Holy Spirit. You can say amen. We've received the power. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've received the power of his spirit living inside of you. So you can go into action. You can step into action. You can take the ground. You can take the promises. You can take the dreams that he's put inside your heart because you are his child and he's worried and he's consumed with you. He's consumed with you. And he's given you his Holy Spirit to say, Gal, go step in action. Go. 2017 is going to be filled with action from each and every single one of you. I'm praying in o- over you. I've been praying all week. Well, JP, you haven't gotten in any scripture. What is this based off of? Glad you asked. Open up your Bibles. If you don't have your Bibles, it's going to be on the screen. To Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Verse 16. This is the Great Commission. It's what it's titled in the Bible. Jesus has already died on the cross. He's come back to life three days later. But now he wants to meet his disciples. There was 12, now there's 11. He wants to meet with them. And he basically wants to give them charge orders. He basically wants to meet up with them, tell them what they're commissioned to do in this world. And I think there's something to be said about 2017 in this passage. So join with me, verse 16. It says this. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee. To the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. That's going to be important. We're going to cover that. Scripture's so funny. They just throw little phrases in there. You're like, why is that in there? But some doubted. 
Some of those 11 disciples that followed him all throughout his ministry, all throughout the streets, saw all the miracles, saw him go to the cross, doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, Yo, disciples, my dudes, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. Not some things. Jesus is clear. Teach them to obey everything. 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 And surely, this is the promise, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for this call from heaven. We thank you, Father, that those words are from you, and that's our charge tonight. So, Father, I pray that the words that are spoken through me, Father, will be from you. Pray that it will fall on good soil. To open hearts, open ears. Have your way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Where are we going? I grew up always going in the car with my dad, and I would always bug him. Pops, where are we going? Well, we're going to go to the store. Two minutes later. Dad, what store are we going to? Son, we're going to the grocery store. Okay, but where are we going specifically? What store are we going to go visit? My dad had a lot of patience. So did my mother with me. They both did. Lord knows they needed it. Where are we going, Dad? What are we doing? Road trips, family vacations, driving to Florida. How much longer are we there yet? Where are we stopping to eat? Where are we going? Do you know where you're going, Dad? Son, I know where I'm going. Okay, you sure? Where are we going? Where are we going? I drive Rachel, my wife, to work most of the days because I'm a good husband. Hey, yo. But I drive her to work. It's not far. It's like five minutes for us. But we pass a very, very busy station on the way to work. It's a super busy station, Union Station. A lot of people are getting off the train and starting to walk to their workplaces. It's chaotic. I don't know how people do it. It's an anim they're animals. Trust me, I've seen a lot of crazy people through that time. But I'm always curious. I was thinking about this word, where are we going? And I was dropping her off, and I was watching these people walk to their different places. And the thought came to me, where are they going? Where are they heading to? What type of job do they do? Are they someone important? Do they have a good job? Do they like their job? Do they have a great family? But where are they going right now? Are they going to go today and make a big decision in their life for, the, for their company, for their personal finances? What types of things are they going to do today? What type of action are they going to do today? I could people watch all day. And in that moment, I was like, man, these people are going to do something. Some type of action is going to be done by them today. It could be important. It could be not so important. But they're going somewhere. They're going to do something. We all wake up every single day going to do something, I hope. You don't just lay in bed all day. Some of you are like, I do, though. I love it. It's amazing. That's my action. I'm there sometimes. Don't worry. I'm not judging. I'm with you. There's times I don't want to get out of bed. But you're all going somewhere. You're all doing something. Maybe that something is to build the next 
big move for your career. Maybe that something is to save a bunch of money and make a bunch of money for your family down the road or your future family or your family today. Maybe that something is you're a student in school right now and you're preparing so you're taking action, hopefully studying every single day. Hopefully. But every single one of us are doing something. Something of action every day. Which isn't bad. It's not a bad thing. I hope and pray that you guys do amazing things because I believe that people out of this church should be influencing this world out there in the workplace. Just know that, okay? But what I'm more concerned about and what I think heaven's more concerned about for your 2017 is this. What actions are you going to do for the kingdom of God? What actions? What are you committing to 2017 to doing for the kingdom of God? Well, maybe you don't know what that is. It's okay, we'll get there. But if you're a follower of Jesus here in this room tonight, you said, I love Jesus, I've received you, Jesus. You got to get in the game. You got to get in the game. It's a call from us, from heaven to us tonight to say, time to put some action in it. Time to put some feet on the ground and start going to work. No longer am I just worried about doing me and consumed about what I can do. No, Jesus, what do you want for me to do? I believe for you guys at 2017, you're going to hear from heaven on where, they, where Jesus wants you to go and what he wants you to do. If you don't believe me, I promise you tonight, he needs you. Now people say, well, God doesn't need you. Hear me on this. He doesn't need us in the sense that we sometimes, I need my wife. I need her to help me a lot. I need her to give me, give me wisdom, direction, help me make food, all those good things because I'm a terrible cook. I need her. This is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that Jesus needs you to go and advance his kingdom. To go and move the kingdom forward. He'll do it. He'll keep building his kingdom. Nothing will prevail against his church. But the greatest news is that Jesus wants to partner with you to do it. And so in a partnership, action starts to happen. And you start to know, okay, this is where I'm going. This is what I want to do. This is where you've called me to go. I'll go with you alongside you with this. I want to step into this. I believe that there's some things, though, that we got to know. we got to stop and look at before you can say, hey, listen, Jesus, I'm ready to go do some action for you. I'm ready to go change the world. If you have that heart tonight, keep that. That's a good place to be. But there's some things in our lives that we need to seek first before we can step out into action. I'm not going to preach long. But these three things, I truly believe, out of that passage, hit me so hard that I'm like, man, Okay, this is what we need to know for this year. This is where we need to know we're going. This is the commission from heaven. So the first thing is this that I take away from it. Action starts at the altar. Action starts at the altar. So I read the Great Commission. I read verse 17. And it says that the disciples went to a place that Jesus told them to go. He already had a place set up for them. They knew that they could go to that place and meet Jesus. You tracking with me? You awake? Anybody? Two people. Praise God. We'll just preach to each other. We'll talk to each other. Be great. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Two people. Jesus said, go to this place that I've said to go to. Meet me there. I'm going to be there. So they show up. 
They get to a place that they knew that they could meet Jesus face to face, and they begin to worship him. So Jesus is about, catch this, Jesus is about to send them out to the world to change the world. The Great Commission was ascending, was a charge from him to them to go change the world. But Jesus, I'm telling you, this hit me so hard. But Jesus said, show up to the place where I'm going to be first. Hello. So my mind, that's my place of altar. Some of us think, some of us have grown up that the altar is that place in church. Where you come and you kneel and you get prayed for. That's fine. We are going to do that tonight. We're going to pray for some people. But there is an altar that I'm more concerned about, and that's our personal altar. That's the place in your life, because you're lifting your hand saying, I want to go out, I want to go change the world, I want to go do the actions from heaven. But he's got to take care of us at the altar. He's got to build us up at our altar place. So the disciples go to a place he's at. They know they're going to meet him. Do we, do I, show up every day to an altar? Do I show up to a place that I know God's waiting for me there? Well, are you talking a specific place, JP? Or what are you saying? Is it a prayer closet? Is it a bedroom? Where is it at? Is it in the woods? I don't know. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you know you and God have set up a time, and you're going to go meet with them face to face. It's not, hey, if you don't pray by 7 a.m., you're in trouble, right? Trust me, I don't pray before 7 a.m. some days. I'm not awake. But I know that at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., when I set up a time where I'm going to go and meet God face to face, he's going to be there with me face to face. He's going to speak words into me. He's going to speak life into me. He's going to speak truth into my heart and into my soul. He's going to build me up. I pray for, for people in 2017 that you would just show up to the altar. Just show up. Maybe you've been lacking in that. That's fine. There's grace. His grace covers and his grace is new every day. His mercies are new every day. But he just wants you to show up because he needs you. It all goes back to the call of action, but you've got to show up first where he's at. It would be like me going to run a marathon without training. You'd be picking me up off the pavement of Chicago streets. I'd be in trouble. You can't, I mean, some people, if you do that, you're a hero in my book. If you can go out there without training and run 26.2 miles, good on you. I can't. But you're sure as heck not going to go sit in an NFL game. You're not going to go swim laps in a pool as an Olympian if you haven't trained, if you haven't showed up day in and day out. Is this making sense? So what do athletes do? What do people of business do to get better? They show up day in and day out to get better at what they're doing and to receive training, receive coaching, receive wisdom and knowledge. And at the altar, that's where it all starts. So maybe you've never had a personal altar. Maybe you never had a time where you set aside day in and day out to meet with Jesus. My challenge, my encouragement, I'm smiling when I say that. Show up to the altar. Show up to the place where your ears are going to be open. Your ears from heaven are going to be open. You know, I think for this year, the prayer that I'm praying more than anything else, is God, open my ears. 
Open my ears. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you want to do. You know, Psalms 40, 5 through 6 says this, Many, Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. He's saying, God, you're way better than I could ever put into words. You're so good. You're so amazing. But this is key. Sacrifices and offerings you do not desire. He doesn't desire religious stuff. I promise you. Sacrifice and offerings you do not desire. But my ears you have opened. But my ears you have opened. I want us to hear God at our altars. I want your hearts to be pierced with the things of God at your altars. We hear stuff all day long. You read stuff all day. You see images all day. Stuff that is going to do nothing for you. Stuff that is never going to save you. Never going to heal you. Never going to take away the pain, the sorrow. But guess who can when you show up to that altar and he opens up your ear to hear him? The one that created you. The one that put together you know, someone said this, and I want to read these few things because this is powerful, and I hope you hear this. Said this, the altar impacts the spiritual temperature of the believer in the church, like nothing else. It is where vision and empowerment come from. You need me to say that again. The altar impacts the spiritual temperature. So how hot or cold are we? How much do we want to serve Jesus? How much do we not want to serve Jesus? Basic terms. Of the believer and the church, like nothing else, it is where vision and empowerment come from. It's where vision and action come from. The altar place. The altar is getting into the throne room of grace. The altar is where spiritual transaction happens. Spiritual transaction. You guys have paid for things before. You get something back. Why are we doing that and we're not, paying, not going to the king of kings trying to receive something from him? I want the best transaction ever, which is a spiritual transaction from heaven. I want his love. I want his truth. I want all that. So I'm going to go to the altar and I'm going to receive that. It is a place of communion, God's assurance, consecration, separation, and holiness. Oh, we don't want to talk about that in the church. When you go to the altar place, you start to get separated from the world. doesn't mean you forego the world and sit in your house and be safe. Right? Just me and my house, my friends, that's it. Nope. No, you go into the world, but you're not of the world. He sets you aside so that he can use you to reach that world. So consecration happens. And commission happens. Direction and empowerment at the altar, that happens. The thing that will withhold us as a church and you as a follower of Jesus is this. An altarless life. You want to do something? You have dreams in your heart, you have passions and desires in your heart, and you want to go and do it, you know what's going to hold you back? Not spending time with him. Not getting in his presence. An altarless life. I don't want to build a crowd. We don't. We don't want to build a big crowd. We want to build an army that's on fire for Jesus. And it's going to happen at the altar place. Action takes place. Build time for the altar so that we can step out into action. The second thing is this. Almost done. Action is influenced by attitude. Action is always influenced by attitude. See, they showed up. They met with Jesus. They saw him. They started worshiping him. But guess what? 
doesn't say how many, but a few, doubted. That's mind-blowing to me. They saw him feed 5,000. They saw him raise a dead man to life. They saw him do crazy stuff. And now he's standing before him, face to face, and they doubt him. How many of us doubt God? My hand's up. The rest of you are lying. You know why? You know why my faith gets weak? You know why my altar time doesn't happen? Because I don't want it. My attitude changes. I start to doubt. I start to think, hey, you know what? You're not really real. You haven't intervened in the way I wanted you to. You haven't fixed my situations the way I think you should. You haven't given me what I want. Our attitudes always triumph. But tonight, I believe for 2017, for some action to take place, I want us to be like the disciples that when he showed up face to face with them at the altar, they were like, I'm worshiping you, Jesus, and only you. I want your words in my ears. I want your heart. I want your mindset. I want your plans. I want your commission. No longer are my attitudes going to destroy me. No longer are my attitudes going to keep me back. No longer is my, hey, you know what, it doesn't feel good, so I'm not going to do it. Nonsense. Keep me from going after the things of you. No longer is it, hey, you know what my attitude is? I'm scared to go some, tell some people. I'm scared to tell the world that I love you. No longer. I pray and hope that your attitudes will be in line with the things of God. That your attitudes will be in place with God's attitudes. That he wants to see this world change. He wants to use you. He loves you. I can't say that enough. If you walk out of here and that's the only thing ringing in your ears, praise God. But our attitudes, they triumph sometimes. They take over. Tonight, they don't have to. They no longer have to hold you back from what God has for 2017 for you. It may not be what you think. Hello. It may not be the way you wrote it down in your journal. This is what I want for 2017. But trust me, he's in it. He's moving. He's taking you from grace to grace. He's taking you from place to place. He's taking you to where he wants you to go. Third thing is this, and the band can come up. Actions must be God-aligned. Actions must be God-aligned. So God tells them, hey, listen, I'm here. I've been given all the authority in heaven. Now, listen, disciples, listen. Listen clearly. You got to go do something. You got to go reach all nations. You got to go tell the world about me. You got to go tell them my story. Because I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to go sit with my father at the, right next to him. I'm going to be with him. But guess what? I'm leaving you here on earth, disciples, church, my people, my children. I'm leaving you here because there's a lot of action that needs to be done. There's a lot of people that are broken and hurting and don't have the greatest news that can heal them and save them. So listen, if you want some action to take place in 2017, if you want some words from heaven on what actions you should do, here it is. Tonight, go and step out and tell the world. Tell the world. Tell the world about the love you've received. You know what happens, though? 
get scared. We get scared. Anybody else? I, I get scared. You mean to tell me, JP, you want me to go tell people at my workplace, at the coffee shops I sit at, my Uber driver that I'm driving with, my roommates that don't know Jesus, that don't know that I come to church? <laughs> you want me to tell them about Jesus. I'm not the pastor. It's because we're scared. We're scared. Satan tells us they're going to hate you. They're going to disown you. They're not going to like you. But Jesus says something amazing. He says, all authority in heaven, heaven that's going to win, that's going to triumph, that's going to take this world over, heaven, all of it, all authority been given to me. Now it's in you. Does that not fire anybody else up? If it fires me up, praise God, I don't care. Do your thing. But there's literally people dying. I don't have to get emotional. I don't have to say, there's people dying. Turn the news on. Literally, I say it all, turn the news on. This morning, there's people dying. Well, you don't, you may say, well, I don't influence those people. I don't see those people. Who knows what person you're going to influence? Who knows if maybe you're sitting in a coffee shop and you see a person next to you and you say, God, give me your eyes, give me your ears to hear. Maybe that person can go back to the neighborhoods that are filled with violence and they could change them. Maybe they own businesses in the city that, that employ thousands of people. Maybe they can come to know Jesus and those thousands of people that work for them could come to know Jesus. What else are we doing here? We're all going to die. That's great news, JP. Thanks for sharing. Healthy, promising news. We're going to die. I don't know when my last breath is going to be. So I want to go out of this world with all authority in heaven given to me to go tell the world about Jesus. The one that promises eternal life. A life that's never going to end. A life that's never going to fade away. The promises of hope of Jesus. I want that. If he's promised us that all authority in heaven, and if I can get into the altar place with him and get built up and equipped, if I can change my attitude, and I can step out into this world into action, imagine the revival that will take place in the city. Who wants to see revival? I don't care if everybody puts their hands up. Revivals, revivals that happened many years ago in this city where people were changed, people were coming to know Jesus left and right, left and right. I desire action for 2017 for this church. He's given us the promises. This has never failed me. It's never failed. It's not going to start today when I preach this message and you walk out of here. And you get the courage in your altar time. You get the faith in your altar time. And you go tell your coworker at work, hey, Jesus loves you. Who knows what could happen? They may receive it. They may hate you. But I guarantee it either way. They're going to watch you. They're going to watch you. They're going to watch your life. They're going to watch the way you think, do things. They're going to watch how you speak, how you act. They're going to watch you. And I'm telling you right now, the story you give them, the life you give them, the faith you show them, they're going to come to you one day. Promise. They're going to come to you one day. They're going to be like, I need that. Your life is at peace. You have rest. You have joy. I want that. I want to tell the world about that. 
I want us to step into action in 2017 and tell the world there's a God in heaven that sent his son to die for you, that loves you unconditionally. You don't have to get cleaned up, put together. You don't have to have all the right words, all the right prayers. You just can go to him just the way you are. Say, Jesus, I'm here. I'm messed up. I'm screwed up. I need you to fix me. I need you to heal me. I need your love to come over me in Jesus' name. 2017 is a year of action. And I believe that there's some people in this room that are going to step out in faith in 2017 and start to change your workplace, your jobs, your careers, your schools, your streets. So tonight, we're going to pray. It's a church that prays. I'm done. And you're all like, amen. Thank the Lord. But tonight, I just really feel in my heart that there's some people in here that need God's assurance that he's with them. He's for them. He loves them. And he's got some stuff in store for 2017 that they can't even put their mind to it. So, we're going to create an altar. We're going to create an altar. There's no places to kneel down here. But I really feel in my spirit that there's some people that just are going to step up, step out, step in faith to come up here. And we're going to call upon heaven with you. So that your 2017 isn't like your 2016. Your 2017 is brand new. Your 2017 is full of life and of joy and of peace and of action. So Jordan's going to sing. I'm going to stand up here. If you got to go, go. We love you. God bless you. But if you want some prayer tonight, if you said, you know what, some things in my life, they haven't added up. Some things in my life that I think I should be doing aren't adding up. I want some action. I want the action of heaven. I want the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Just step out right now. Come on. I don't, I'm, I don't have another way to ask. If you want that, come. Come right now. I'm going to stand here. If you got to go, you got to go. I'm not going to dismiss.